The Morning Show Podcast, a daily dose of audio to make your day a little better. Yesterday was a historic day in Capitol Hill and something that hadn't happened in a hundred years took place yesterday. We'll talk about it in the core four. And I am adding a new theme to what's trending for the week, and you don't want to miss out. It'll help with your New Year's resolutions. Welcome to the Morning Show Podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm Carla Marie, and today is Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. The Core Four. The four headlines you need to know. Yesterday marked the first day of the new Congress, with all the winners from November's midterm elections finally taking office. And one of the first things that has to take place in order for the House of Representatives to get anything done is having members of the House vote for a new Speaker of the House. And for the last 100 years, that vote has taken place and the party with the majority has confirmed their choice on the first try. But yesterday, for the first time in 100 years, the majority leader didn't collect enough votes to be confirmed as the Speaker of the House. Now, here's the quick math. There are 222 Republicans in the House of Representatives. Representative Kevin McCarthy would need to collect 218 votes to be chosen as the Speaker. In the first two votes, he collected 203, meaning every Democrat and 19 Republicans voted against him. By the third time around, he actually lost an additional Republican vote. The Republicans voting against their party's leader are considered the most far-right members of the party. I put that in air quotes. Some of the household names you might recognize are Lauren Boebert from Colorado, Matt Gates from Florida, and Paul Gosar from Arizona. All of the Republicans who voted against McCarthy voted for Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio. The House will reconvene today and try to get this first order of business out of the way, with McCarthy claiming he now has former President Trump's support in his bid for Speaker of the House. The number of toddlers accidentally eating cannabis edibles skyrocketed by 1,400% in a five-year period. In 2017, there were 200 reported cases of accidental consumption by children under the age of six. But by 2021, that number shot up to 3,054 reported cases. In that time period, more states legalized marijuana, so it was in more homes. But in those last two years, 2020 and 2021, there was the most increase, likely because COVID happened and kids were at home more often. And another reason there may have been more reports of kids accidentally consuming cannabis edibles is because parents may have felt less stigma about seeking help from poison centers and healthcare providers since having cannabis at home is more widely accepted. This is just a reminder that a lot of times these edibles actually look like candy, so make sure you're keeping them out of reach from your children. There's a pretty good chance that even if you don't follow politics, you know the name Mitch McConnell. The recent reasons you probably know his name are because before January 6th, 2021, he was one of President Trump's closest allies. And since the attack on the U.S. Capitol, he's been under fire from Trump and his supporters for not sticking by Trump's side. But the other reason you might know the 80-year-old Republican senator from Kentucky is because he's been around for a really long time. And yesterday, as the new Congress convened, he broke the Senate record for longest tenure as a party leader. The former record was held by Senator Mike Mansfield from Montana, who led the Democrats for 16 years. Mitch McConnell has been a senator since he was elected in 1984. 
the man who is suspected of murdering four University of Idaho students waived his right to fight extradition yesterday. He's currently being held in Pennsylvania, where his family home is located, which is where he was arrested. He now needs to be transported to Lada County District Attorney's Office in Idaho within 10 days. He has also invoked his right to be silent. Hope for humanity. Even when the news sucks, there's still hope. Yesterday in the Core 4, we talked about the 24-year-old Buffalo Bills defensive back, Damar Hamlin, who collapsed on the field and was rushed to the hospital. Unfortunately, he is still in critical condition and is fighting for his life in a Cincinnati hospital. But this is hope for humanity, and Hamlin's story has already shown how sometimes, how sometimes tragedy can bring out the best in people. Now, in regards to Hamlin's health, his agent has said his oxygen levels have improved, and Hamlin's uncle said his overall condition is better than it was on Monday night. And both of those reports are obviously very hopeful for the Hamlin family. But here's where we can zoom out and take a look at humanity for a second. The GoFundMe page that DeMar Hamlin had set up for a local toy drive had an original goal of $2,500. But as of last night, the GoFundMe page had over $5 million. And on top of that, Hamlin's Buffalo Bills jersey became the number one selling jersey on the Fanatics website. And Fanatics has said that the proceeds of his jersey sales will be added to the charity Hamlin set up. And in most cases, when a player's jersey is sold, the player also gets a cut of that jersey. So this could really help Hamlin and his family down the road. There's still a long road to recovery if Hamlin pulls through this. And obviously, the world is pulling for him. But it's nice to see that through heartbreak, we can still find some hope for humanity. Oh, and shout out to Amanda Lynn on Instagram, who actually sent me the story about the Fanatics jersey sales. So shout out to you. And you can always... Share stuff with me or Carla Marie. You can message me at Worst Anthony or Carla Marie at The Carla Marie. If one of your resolutions was to step out of your comfort zone more often, or maybe it was to say yes to more things, I have the perfect way for you to start. Signing up to play a game on the Morning Show podcast. You don't even need to leave your house to do it. And you can do it alongside a friend, coworker, family member, at your choosing, whatever you want. It's a lot of fun to play a game. We do it around your schedule and we make sure it's a genre that you actually care about. Sign up to play a game in the description of this podcast or go to the morningshowpodcast.com and we'll get you on to play a game soon. Think quick. It's two second tunes. Today for two second tunes, we're going to hop into the time machine. And go all the way back to the year 2002. Okay. Which means, Carla Marie, you were doing what? I was in eighth grade, middle school. Eighth grade. Yep. All right, well. Probably grinding at the school dances. Two second tunes, 2002. Uh-huh. And we've got two guests for you to introduce, Carla Marie. Yes, we do. We've got Veronica, who's celebrating her birthday today. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Woohoo. Thank and you. And you said, I want to play my wife. So yes. Alex is here today. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. Veronica, kicking off two second tunes here is your first clue. Shakira. Oh my gosh. What when whenever, whatever? Whenever, whenever. Wait. <laughs> I think it's whenever. 
Got to give I'm us your final whenever, answer. Whatever. What words whenever, whatever. I'm not confident. You're saying whenever, whenever whatever. Whatever. Well, I'm not confident. You get one point because Shakira is correct, and the correct title is whenever, wherever. <laughs> wherever. All right. Whenever, whatever. Also whatever. <laughs> that wherever makes a lot more sense than whatever. It does. Yeah. Once you hear it. Yeah. Alex, moving over to you for part two of round one. Here is your two-second tune. Hot in here, Nelly. Oh, Nelly. you were so amped. <laughs> two points. I mean, in 2002, I was in college, so that was like, you know, the party Jam, anthem. yeah. That was the so, song that, like, if yeah. you went into, if there was that bar in your college area that, like, let you in with a fake ID, you were grinding to that song, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Alex was grinding just like Carla McMurray, yeah. but probably in a totally different way. I was in eighth grade at school dances, dancing to that. Alex was in college. Same thing. So, uh, music brings us together. All right. As we go into round two, Carla Marie, we got a score check. Uh, Veronica's got one. Alex has two. All right, Veronica, uh, back over to you. Here is your second two-second tune. Vanessa Carlton, a thousand, wait, yeah, a, a thousand miles? <laughs> Two points. Yeah. One thousand miles. A thousand miles. Yeah, it's a thousand miles. Yeah. Alex, we are going to move over to you. Here's your part of round two. Oh, man. I recognize the song, but I could not tell you who the band is. Can you sing it to get to the <laughs> title? <laughs> I have no idea. No idea. idea. We'll take that as your final answer as incorrect. (laughs) Veronica. You have a chance to steal. Uh, Yes. It's the middle. I'm not positive of the band. I'm going to say Jimmy Eat World. (laughs) Two points. (laughs) Great memory and puts you back into the lead. Yep. Veronica, you can uh, give yourself a sizable lead here as we enter the hardest round. Round three. Like Avril Lavigne, complicated. Woo! Okay. Damn. Look at you coming in here. Coming in hot. Butt again. Alex, we're going to give you your final clue. Get this party started. Uh Oh, what's her name? Pink. We're going to give you one point because it is pink. It's get the, the party, party started. Yeah, today right. had the trickiest song titles, I'd say, of most yeah. of our two-second tunes. But with the final score? Veronica 7, Alex 3. Congratulations. <laughs> so did you guys wager anything on this? She gets um, a massage. Oh. She gets a massage. I'm Ooh. so excited. A oh. birthday massage at that. I'm, oh. I'm clocking it in tonight. I'm clocking <laughs> it in. And it is your birthday, so we've got to play a very special birthday song for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> played on the podcast before you tell us the artist we give you a thousand dollars listen i'm arabic that's what we play at my our arabic uh birthday festivities and i don't even know the artist so yeah happy birthday veronica congratulations on your win and thank you guys so much for making time for us yeah seriously thank you thank you that was so special thank you so much if you build it nerds will come nerd news because there's a little nerd in all of us this story is for all the dirty nerds out there.
If you plan on watching adult content in the state of Louisiana, you better break out your ID. A bill went into effect this week that will require commercial adult video sites to get age verification from its users. Now, that's through a driver's license or other valid ID, which could be something like a government-issued document, public or private paperwork, like a mortgage or employment documents. Now, this is obviously a great thing because kids shouldn't be viewing this content anyway, but there are people that are very concerned about having to upload this information to a website that has adult content. But according to the law, websites cannot hold on to users' information after their age has been verified to enter the site. So that should make a lot of people feel better. An ID will be required by any website where more than 33.3% of its total content can be considered adult only. Now, all of this started in such a strange way. A Louisiana Republican state legislator, Lori Schlegel, heard Howard Stern interviewing Billie Eilish last year. In the interview, Billie mentioned she had an addiction to adult content that started at the age of 11, and Billy said it really destroyed her brain. That's when legislator Lori Schlegel decided to introduce a bill that would require ID in order to view this content. And this type of law isn't only happening in Louisiana. A Utah senator recently proposed a law that would require age verification on a national level for anyone wanting to view adult content. However, in the same bill, it also criminalizes 99% of sexually explicit content. So I'll follow this story for you and I'll keep you updated. This is a quick reminder that anything you hear us talk about, whether it's a link to play one of the games that we play here on the Morning Show podcast or something that Carla Marie talks about in What's Trending, maybe a newsletter sign up, any link we talk about will be there for you at themorningshowpodcast.com. So if you're ever lost and you want to find something, just head over to themorningshowpodcast.com. It may not be important, but we're all talking about it. This is Pop Stop. Over the weekend, actor Jeremy Renner, who you may know as Hawkeye in The Avengers, was airlifted to a hospital after a snow plowing incident in Reno. He suffered blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries when the snowplow ran over his leg. Jeremy was clearing his driveway and his neighbors when the snowcat began to roll away while he was not in the driver's seat. He was injured while attempting to get back into the vehicle. A neighbor, who is a doctor, was able to help him until paramedics arrived. He's currently in the ICU in critical but stable condition and has undergone two surgeries to address his injuries. He posted a selfie to Instagram yesterday of him in a hospital bed with bruises on his face and said, thank you for all your kind words. I'm too messed up now to type, but I send love to you all. For the seventh year in a row, Walt Disney Studios has taken the number one spot at the global box office. From 2016 to 2022, no studio made more money globally than Walt Disney Studio. And this past year, 2022, which is the year we're talking about, here's what they did. They took the number one spot in the global box office, the number one spot in the international box office, and the number one spot in the domestic box office. So altogether, that brought in $4.9 billion from only 16 theatrical releases in the 2022 calendar year. So it is safe to say 
that Walt Disney Studios had a good 2022. What's trending? The thing you didn't know you needed until Carla Marie told you about it. The remainder of what's trending for this week will be inspired by Anthony, all thanks to our live show on Twitch yesterday. Oh, that's me. Oh, is this water bottles? It is. Sounds so riveting. (laughs) There will be water bottle what's trending for the rest of the week. So a lot of people add drink more water to their New Year's resolution. I actually think that's one of the most important things you can do. It really is. All jokes aside, drinking water really is one of the best things you can do. But... This bottle in today's What's Trending is perfect for people who like to add protein powder to their water. Mm-hmm. So this bottle that Anthony has, it's called the Helimix. Yeah. And it has no whisk or metal ball inside. So if you've ever put protein powder in one of those blender bottles, mm-hmm. you know, you got the ball, you got to shake it up, then the protein gets clumped in the ball. But this magic water bottle is a hexagonal shape, and that acts as a vortex for whatever you put in the bottle, and you shake it up, and it just blends. So when we found out about this, we were at a GNC like yeah. a couple months ago yep. and the person working, cause I was looking at the bottle. I was like, Oh, there's no whisk in here. And he said, yeah, apparently according to the company, you can put peanut butter in there. It was such like a, a QVC like, yeah. or like a infomercial. Oh, you could put peanut butter in it. So yesterday on our Twitch show, we actually tried it out <laughs> and sure enough, like a huge <laughs> heaping scoop of peanut butter. Yeah was put in there and after shaking it for 30 seconds, completely gone. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So I'm going to link it at the morningshowpodcast.com and make sure you're checking back tomorrow for a new water bottle. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> the Morning Show Podcast. Every morning. Every morning. I listen to with Carla Marie and Anthony. Thanks for hanging out with us and for making the Morning Show Podcast a part of your morning routine. We know how important it is when something gets added to your morning routine. Yeah. So thank you for letting that be us. Yeah, we don't take that responsibility lightly. And today is episode 211 Ooh. of the Morning Show Podcast. And we started this trend late last year where... We decided to shout out the area codes of the episode number that we were in. But today we have to break that. But not really, though, because we're still explaining it. Yeah. So 211, 211 is actually not used as an area code. But in every state, what you can do is you can call 211, and it's meant for people in crisis, essentially, to use health and social services. So, like if you are homeless, for example, you can call 211 and they can connect you with the nearest shelter. And the interesting thing, Carla Marie, is in every state, it's a little bit different. So like New Jersey, if you're in New Jersey and you call 211, it directs you specifically to a New Jersey service. If you're in California, Ohio, Washington, each state has their own hotline. Yeah, it says it's designated as a special use code by North American Numbering Plan Administrator. That's a thing. (laughs) I'm learning way too much stuff today. I got a slow my roll here. Look at that. You learn something new every day. Because a day without learning, Carla Marie, is a day wasted. Thanks for listening to the Morning Show Podcast.